G'day, g'day everyone. Welcome to the Chasing Travels podcast, where you can hear about all things travel, conservation, wild adventures, and anything and everything else in between. I'm Alicia, a full-time eco-traveler with a passion to inspire and teach others about this big, wide world that we live in. And I'll be chatting to people from all over the globe who will share their stories and get you excited and pumped up to get out there. All right, guys, let's get chasing. Welcome back to another episode of the Chasing Travels podcast. Today I have Chelsea, the traveller by trade who's dialing in from WA. Chelsea yeah. is a fellow mad keen traveller who has built a life around adventuring. She has lived in a tent, travelled in a high van across Australia and is now living her dream life in Western Australia with a business to help others work remotely. Chelsea has some great tips for travellers. She's an eco-friendly adventurer and she even built her own van. Mate, welcome to the show. <laughs> I love that. What a good entrance. <laughs> hey, it's amazing what you can find out on the internet, hey? <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, oh, how do you know that? I've actually had someone, this is in on the East Coast and I still lived in Byron. Someone came up to me in the grocery store, like, I'm just in the queue at Woolies. And they're like, are you traveler by trade? <laughs> I was like. My name's Chelsea, but yes, <laughs> follow me on Instagram, like, yeah. thanks. But isn't it funny now, like, we know people by their Instagram handles, not their name. It's like, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm Alicia. Yeah, yeah everyone knows. I think I've also been using, like, the Traveler by Trade Instagram handle, I think it's, like, eight years now, something like that. Yeah. So it's, and for a while, I didn't actually have Chelsea on my Instagram at all, because I just hate when people come up to me and, like, start talking to me. When I had my first jobs, like you have to put your name tag on. I'm like, I don't want people knowing my name. No, I'm traveling by trade. <laughs> so I was just traveling by trade to everyone on the internet. All right, Chelsea. Yeah. So where are you from? Canada. Canada. <laughs> where in Canada? Yes. The freezing north. Oh. Yeah, it's not fun. This is why I live in Australia now. <laughs> so I was born and raised in Niagara Falls in Ontario. Beautiful, beautiful spot. Absolute tourist trap interesting yeah. place to grow up and 18 year old me was like nah we're out of here so I packed up my little Dodge Neon and I drove <laughs> my ass across Canada and I just proclaimed that I was gonna live in Alberta um and then I went back and forth across Canada a few times I've got a few siblings that live in Alberta now lived in British Columbia for a bit and then that was kind of what it was that kicked off the travels so I was in between my second and third year of uni, and I took a summer job. I was a fine dining server back then. So in Canada, you make tips. So you get into fine, fine dining, you make crazy amount of tips. It's kind of, you know, it's the best way to make a lot of money in Canada, especially yeah. when you're like kind of in your young 20s and stuff. And I took a job at a resort in the middle of Yoho National Park. And I was there for like a week and dropped out of uni. <laughs> And over that summer, I met a boy. There's always a boy. There's always a love story. Um, yeah. And we finished that summer working and we went to packed our backpacks and went to Central America. And I literally have not stopped since. Wow. Um, just been just been floating. Yeah. Just, just bounced on after that. Did that trip with him and then came back for a bit. And then I just, I'm going to Europe. So I packed my bag and I went to Europe and 
you know, back and forth. And then it was like, all right, I'm going to Australia. And I'm supposed to be here for a year. And five and a half years later, here you I'm are. still here. I'm still here. So how many years ago did you first pack up that Dodge Neon? Um, I was 18. 18. So how old are you now? I did that. And I'm 28 now. 28. 10 years. Yep. Good. And did you ever finish years. uni? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. But I'm honestly, like, I'm pretty happy that I didn't. I was public health nursing program. So my goal was to go through public health, specialize in global health, and then literally travel, Uh um, but within the health industry. And then I just realized that, first of all, the health industry is, sorry if there's any nurses listening to this, but it's a bit of a joke. I didn't want to be like in the prevention side of it. And obviously with the whole COVID and all of this that I can't like I didn't agree with a lot of what was done I don't agree with a lot of how the health services and nursing um not anything to the nurses but how the government runs it and stuff like that um I also absolutely despise having a boss got a major mm-hmm. issue with authority uh <laughs> so that route was not gonna work for me so it kind of worked out better in the end because my travels turned into my creating side of things and then my creating side of things turned into my business and now I'm three and a half years into owning my own business and make a lot more money and get to travel a lot more than I would have if I had actually gotten my degree um obviously since COVID which has just put a plug in everything for two years but I mean with this is why I've got Danny DeVito Yes. Up and down the West Coast. Yes. So we'll talk about Danny. No, Vanny DeVito. Vanny <laughs> DeVito. Yeah. Yeah. So do you reckon that your your travels then influenced your decision to you know like start your own business and just you had that drive then like I don't want a boss. I mean I'm a bit yeah. the same. I'm like trying to hustle on all these little projects, try and not have a boss. Like that is my life goal. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. It's a bit stressful, um, yeah. but at the end of the day, I'd rather be stressing myself out than someone else. Be stressing me out, like you yeah. can handle it a bit different. I can look myself in the mirror and be like, right, calm down, you freaking psycho. <laughs> just, <laughs> just a bad day. Just no dodgy internet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, take the day off, go and sit in bed and eat a whole chocolate bar, you'll be fine, calm your nerves. But yeah, it was definitely traveling because in those first few years, I was still, even when I first came to Australia, I was still working as a server. Mm-hmm. But in Canada, it's a whole different ball game. I then ended up getting a job similar to that first resort, kind of like the next resort over in the mountains. But it was up higher in the mountains, so it actually shut down in the winter, mm-hmm. which was perfect. So I'd work all summer, save up and bank all of my tips, my gratuities and like I was working six shifts a week so I'd work a bit more days off here in the mountains you're hiking you're kind of down by the little pond and going going adventuring and doing whatever so I'd save up all my money and then travel all winter I haven't seen the snow in six or seven years I hate it (laughs) I absolutely hate the snow that's why you're (laughs) in western Australia now (laughs) yes that's why I moved myself to like the hottest part Oh, I'm in Perth. It'd be much hotter if I was up north. Um, but yeah, that's kind of was my cycle. So I'd work all summer and then I'd go travel and I'd come home with like six dollars in the bank. I'm like, <laughs> I need something that's a bit more sustainable than this because if I run out of money, like, what am I gonna do? So that was when I came to Australia on the working holiday visa. And anyone who's listening to this or watching this that's gone from North America 
serving industry to the Australian one, you hate your life. Yeah. Because you're making a lot more hourly, but you're making no money in tips. And as much as everyone wants to complain about tips, that's where servers make all their money. Mm. In Canada, you're as a fine dining server, you've got a five table section. You're walking out probably two, two, three, four hundred dollars in tips in cash in your wow. pocket. Then you've got your hourly rate coming in that's paying your rent. But here, you're working a 12-hour shift with an 11-table section, making $25, $30 an hour and not making any tips. Like It's just exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> it's so hard. You're like, you don't even have time to engage with your tables and like have a chat because you've got so many of them. Yeah. You're just running around like an idiot. Yeah. Um, so it was it was a big thing for me when I came here. First of all, I was like I knew I wanted to get out of that industry anyways. I'd already started kind of doing my side things, building my Instagram more, doing more collab deals, kind of finding my design style and stuff like that. And then yeah, it just honestly the the big reason I started my business because I had a boss, crazy Eastern European man, crazy. <laughs> this is in Byron Bay. Um and I got hired on to redo the website he needed because obviously English is their second language there's quite a few like grammatical errors on the site so it's like redo the website gonna be running the social media but you also be in the shop and then I went to Bali and I was supposed to be in Bali for two weeks and I stayed for a month so when I got back obviously my job wasn't waiting for me and I was like it's fair play mate like I've just I've just stayed there for a month and it was like yeah am I gonna go and try and find another job or am I just gonna start my own business and then my last discussion I had with him was like, oh, you know, we just wanted to keep you working here while you could find some clients. Now you're going to go have to find another job. You're not going to be able to start your business. Like, you've just not been smart about this. And I was like, well, I've got to prove him wrong. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> Thank you for that motivation. What did you just say to me? <laughs> so, yeah, I lived in a tent. Um, if anyone's been to Byron, the Arts Factory Lodge. Oh, man. <laughs> the campground in the hostel and I lived in a freaking six-man tent wow. and I started my business 10 months I was in that tent and I would literally charge my I went and bought a car battery and hooked <laughs> up an inverter system and that's how I charged my laptop wow that car battery died I had to pick it up and carry it into the camp kitchen and recharge it this thing's half my freaking weight car batteries are actually so heavy yeah, they are. <laughs> and that's literally, that's how I started my business. And I was just like, in my tent, designing up social feeds, coding my first few websites. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I was like, you're not going to tell me I can't do it. There's no way, mate. Yeah. So I just started my own business. Good Lived off you. savings and just hit the ground running. Yeah. And yeah. no turning back. The power of when a man tells you no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, hmm, you should reconsider that. And when we fly to the East Coast next week, I actually, I'm going to go visit the store and I hope he's there. So I'm yeah. going to go and see him and be like, hey, hey. G'day. Guess <laughs> what? What do you know, mate? <laughs> Guess what? I did it. And so yeah. you, you, you're building websites and social media design and you're helping other people do the same sort of thing. Like, are they mainly travelers that are your clients or it's all kind of businesses? I wouldn't say it's necessarily just travelers, although predominantly like it is a lot of people that travel it's it's just businesses and business owners that they want travel to be a big option or travel is kind of big on their life or they own a van or they do a lot of weekend trips or something like that where 
they like I was saying just before we got on this call, I focus a lot on I do all the organic side of things. So organic digital strategy, it's a little bit of a buzzword, mm-hmm. but it basically means the strategy of when you build out your website, is there a strategy behind it or is it just built to look pretty? Mm-hmm. So making sure that that user experience and the guidance through the website, the backend stuff, the SEO, the meta descriptions, like really focusing on the things that's going to help the organic reach and showing up on Google and how to use your other social media platforms. So people are getting onto your website and then they get on your website and they fall in love with you and they want to work with you. Yeah. So for, for travelers, like for myself, I don't run standard marketing at all. I've got my Instagram and I've got my TikTok. My Instagram, I post quite a bit of business stuff, but it is a lot of travel stuff. My TikTok, I'm just a raging idiot on the thing. It's literally just for fun. But I still get people that are like, because I'll post videos of me parked the van like down by the beach and I'm like doing some work, take a TikTok. People are like, are you actually working? They're like, yeah, that's how I run my business. Yeah. yeah. So it's, I don't, I don't put money into the ads. I'm not following analytics and doing all this stuff because when you're traveling, you just, you want to travel and then when I'm not traveling, I want to create, I yeah. want to design, I don't want to market. So yeah. I use my design as a way to market and I do that for clients as well. So like I've got one client of mine, we just did a redesign on her website and she's on one of those like six month digital nomad trips. So in six months, they go to six different countries. Okay. So I'm here in Australia. She's from the UK and she was in Colombia and we're redesigning her website. It's like, that's the, a lot of the times that's the type of people I work with where they're going to pick up their laptop and move to a different country or go spend a month somewhere. And we've got to navigate time zones and do that kind of thing. Like I've built websites for people living in eight different countries now. Wow. And as you know, Australia is the opposite time zone to the majority of yes. the world. Yes. <laughs> in Asia. No, I love that so, time converter website online. Like, oh, so yeah. you're in Hawaii. Okay, so what time zone can we do here that's not like 2 o'clock in the morning? Yeah, so it's, it's just a big part of my business. And I love working with people where that's kind of like the forefront of their business. Yeah. They don't want to work 40-hour weeks. They want to do what needs to be done and do it well and then go on adventure and be doing rad stuff in between yeah do you think anyone can be a a digital nomad I wouldn't say anyone if you I've just I've got I love I love a few of my friends love a few of my friends I love all my friends (laughs) but a few of my friends I love them dearly but they're such homebodies yeah and like they they just it's hard to be able to time management when it comes down to it you're juggling traveling if you are in a foreign country, you're juggling not knowing your surroundings, which is a whole new like pressure that's going to happen on anyone. If there's language barriers, you're then juggling that as well. As we've said, issues with tech issues and Wi-Fi yeah. and connection, like there's there's all these extra added stresses that comes on being a digital nomad or a remote worker or traveling at different points within your business or when you're working in comparison to just doing at home. Some people yeah. really just like the comfort of a place and kind of set in their ways yeah but if you can kind of take on the added stress if you really do truly have that love for travel you'll make it work then you can be a digital nomad for sure yeah 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 but if you're a big stress head be careful (laughs) yeah be careful and it's not as easy as it looks on their instagram it's not always pina coladas on the beach yeah yeah (laughs) and what what what's it for you that 
like what's your love for travel you know is it the the cultural experiences is it meeting new people like why do you think you fell in love with travel well mine comes from a really weird place actually most people are like oh it's just like to travel a lot as a kid like what did you, where did this come from um i am the only person in my family that has ever traveled a lot of my siblings and stuff were career husbands wives babies houses have hardly left canada maybe done like especially if you're from canada you do the all-inclusive vacations in cuba and dominican and that's kind Uh of the only trips that they've done but for me i just had a really weird upbringing so i just i had issues with my parents and stuff growing up i ended up living with other families and in the foster care system and stuff like that so from the age of i think 12 or 13 i moved i was living in different aunts and uncles grandparents biological parents staying with someone else but like I friends and fit like I just flopped around a lot yeah so I just got used to I was 13 14 kind of living out of suitcases and constantly moving and didn't really have that home base so I that was just my comfort so when it got to a time of like I remember when I started my first year of college and we had to sign a lease three months in I freaked out and I was like gotta go buy broke a lease like <laughs> I can't live I can't live in a place for like this long I've got to move and that was a big issue with me for school as well like thinking that I had to stay in the same spot for eight months and I can't travel you've got homework you've got uni it's hard like it's not easy you've got exams yeah and I was like no I feel stuck. I feel trapped and right now actually um I live with my two best mates in the entire world I love them dearly and I've got the van so I've done a lot of traveling but this house on the 9th of April will be the first house that I've lived in for an entire year since I was 13 years old and I'm 28 now that's amazing it's a monument it's a monumental time and I, I said it to my partner the other day and he was like what like he he always knows my backstory and he like he knows all about me of course but when I said like this is literally the first house that I've spent the entire year and he's like well you've been in my house half the time and you've been in the van <laughs> the other half the time have you really even been there for the whole year and I'm like yeah but it still counts yeah absolutely <laughs> like, all my shit has been in this house like that's been my room this has been my office for a full year like and that's just what it was and I love that I yeah. love I get bored and I can't feel stuck yeah I just and then, of course, it also comes down into the cultures. Like, I love going into other places and seeing something different mm-hmm. and experiencing something different, seeing how they live, because not only it would help humble anyone in the world, when you go from a first world country to a third world country, like I've done, I taught English for a little bit in the Dominican Republic, like just going on those little trips, exposing yourself to that, it'll humble egg. You had a childhood, but like, not that I need to compare to anything, but it's also like, look at what it's gotten you to do now. Because if yeah. I had had like stable mom and dad and brother and sister and and, and the house and, and everything, and I lived that quote unquote normal childhood, I don't think I'd be traveling or doing yeah. what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. So it almost, it helps me kind of appreciate the shitty side of things of growing up. Because now I'm like, well, fuck, I, I've got my mates and my and siblings and foster siblings, whatever, that message me and they're like, you're just living the life, aren't you? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> and that's right. Like, like, I love it. It's yeah. not for everyone, like I said. That's it. It's not but for yeah, everyone. I love it. But you yeah. made it too. Like, you know, you said to that boss in Byron, like, watch me, I'll do this. And you're just yeah. motivated. Like living in a tent for 10 months, not many people would be able to yeah, do that. Was, that's dedication. Yeah, yeah. 
I loved it. And I say this all the time, like, I would do it again. I love the whole tiny concept of living. I think that was a big thing. So I, I could live in a van. My partner and I just last weekend, I did a content trip, went and stayed in a tiny house in yeah. the Southwest and I was loving it. And my partner's like, oh, it's been a fun few days, but like, you know, we need more space. I'm like, I could live in here forever. Like, yeah. I just love the tiny and like, they're not having a lot of things. And that's always just been something that's intrigued me. That's why I've lived in so many vans and traveled in vans. So yeah. I would honestly say I'd live in the tent again. It would be hard now that I, with the web, with like the website design and social media, like the business side of things, it's grown so much because I do obviously have to work. I'm going to say that I work more now. My first year of business, I work every day, but now things are more structured and obviously yeah. the business is picked up and there's a bit more commitment. So it would be harder from that sense to live in a tent again, but in, in a magical world, if I could just like pause work for three months hell yeah, I'd go live in a tent in the middle of the forest for three months. Like, no worries. Yeah, I'd love absolutely. it. Absolutely. And yeah. I mean, you wouldn't have a, a very big uh, carbon footprint at all. Like that would be very eco-friendly to go and live. Well, obviously mm. tiny houses there, a lot of them are off grid. And um, I did a oh. podcast with a friend down South and yeah, she's totally off grid, all solar panels and um, oh, just so good. living the dream. Yeah, that's why I did the same thing with the van. So the van's fully off grid road trips a bit like like I do drive quite a bit in the van to get around to places so I think that's kind of one of the biggest work flying those are kind of like my biggest carbon footprints but yeah I mean I do what I can I'm literally yeah I can turn my screen for a second I'm sat I'm in my office this is my indoor tower garden oh I love it <laughs> I literally grow my own vegetables and herbs in my office oh like I want really, one I love basil I've got tomatoes I've got a cucumber got jalapenos growing I would, it's my dream one day when I retire and I'm done working, I want to, I want to have a, a house that's fully off grid. I just want to garden and grow all my own food and have cows or like chooks or something and just, just hang out. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. It's always, it's always been big for me. I feel like, yeah. um, I mean, I don't know, maybe it's just the people that I happen to talk to, but you know, I think when you're a traveler, you, you live out of your backpack or your suitcase for such a long time that you do get used to having very minimal well minimalistic basically you're you're a minimalist yeah. whilst you're traveling so then when you come back yeah. and you just think like yeah I just want this little house with solar panels and the the little wood fire going and yeah I'm the same yeah. like I just want to live in a shack by the beach with a garden out the back like you said a couple of chooks yeah. maybe some dogs yeah. off the street like whew, that'd be yeah. perfect <laughs> yeah and it's funny yeah, I don't know if you've noticed this, but when I get my, my partner is always like, calm down, Charles. But I go through these phases where I'm just like, there's too much stuff. Yeah. Whether it be my office or my closet, like. Less is more. Less is more. Yeah, always. So being that you're a, let's say you're a full-time traveler, because you basically are. What's What's your top three tips for someone that wants to turn their life into travel? Are we talking like budget backpacker style or like with your business style uh, let's let's do both can you can you give us three oh, both? okay <laughs> oh i like this my budget backpacker days i almost miss it sometimes yeah. um but going back to my my budget backpacker days so much fun packing cubes first of all packing cubes are a freaking saving grace and again when you're packing less is more you go to pack and you think like, oh, I need three pairs of shorts and I need this and that. I mean, like it just it piles up so much. Doesn't matter where you go, clothes are going to be available. Pack your core stuff. 
what I used to always do before packing for a trip is literally like when you go to do laundry, see what's in your laundry bin. Because that's the stuff that you're going to be wearing the most. There's always going to be like, oh, I quite like that jumper, but like I don't really wear it very much. Don't bring that. Like just bring your staple pieces. If you get cold, you can buy a jumper. If it rains, you can buy a raincoat. Like unless you're going into these really remote, you're going into the jungle, then you're packing accordingly. But if you're just going backpack, Asia, Europe, Central, South America, anything like that, they have clothes. Like don't overpack. Use your packing cubes toiletries and stuff like that I always say try and keep to a minimum again when you're going to these places even just buying toiletries helps the local economy so much if you can I remember flying I just fly with a toothbrush I buy toothpaste and shampoo and whatever I need I buy that there because that local shop that's just you're helping the economy you're helping wherever you're traveling and you've got less stuff in your bag you've got less stuff to carry and then you just got to be able to go with the flow when you're in backpacker mode, you're going to stay in a hostel dorm where people are hooking up or someone's snoring or someone's coming home absolutely loaded at the end of the night. Yeah. You've got to be able to go with that flow and the amount of things that I got to do because I just had a chat with random people and like, oh, you hear them talking about it, this day trip, this thing they're going to, this island they're going to. Oh, mate, where are you? I'm so sorry. I'm eavesdropping. You want to? They're like, where are you <laughs> going? It sounds super interesting. Like, I just want to know. The amount of friends I made doing that, just like having a chat, like, especially if you can stay at hostels that have like a free breakfast, because everyone goes and like just grabs a little breakfast and sits down. It's a great chance to like talk to people. If they do like a community dinner, like hostels are always cool different events like join those events talk to people go with the flow change your plan when i did central america we basically said we're gonna fly into guatemala we don't know when we're coming home we don't know where we're going from there we're going to antigua so we booked our hostel i and this is another thing i always say if i do this whether it's budget or regular traveling if i want to have like a really open-ended travel book in your first two nights somewhere so when you land in the airport you know where you're going you got to deal with jet lag. You've got to deal with any of that stuff from time zone changes and stuff like that. You've got two days to chill and start talking to people. And then you just bounce from there. Yeah, that's my favorite way it. to do it. You book your first two nights and that's it. And then it's just, then it's just a freaking free for all. Like walk. do it, do whatever happens. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Like then you meet someone the next day at breakfast while you're recovering from your jet lag. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we're going on this one week adventure into the jungle. We're looking for another person. Oh, hell yeah. I'm there. Let's do it. No Best plan. way to do it. The amount of things I got to experience just from doing that in random places and people I'm still friends with and still yeah. chat to on Instagram now. And Yeah, exactly. Go with the flow, open mind, no plan. No plan's a good plan. Yes, I love that. But what about for the business travel? Is that still the same? Uh, business travel gets a bit trickier, obviously, because you've got it, it really depends on your type of business as well. If you've got calls that you have to be getting onto regularly or like for me, it works out great because I've got like my social media management and design clients that I work with on a monthly basis. And I mean, there's two of them I've been working with for like four and a half years now. And we just got on a call last month. And that was the first actual call we've been on in two years. So everything's done over email. There's no real like time constraints. As long as this stuff is done by this date, doesn't matter what time or in what order you do it. Whereas in comparison to like my website design side of business, I always have that first initial call and I do those clarity calls with the clients 
to make sure that we're a good match and that they like my design style and that I actually want to work with them and that will be a good match together. So yeah. you've got to time out time zones and lining up calls and do you have good internet and are you going to be in a quiet space where you can take that call? Yeah. So it really depends on your business then where you can say, all right, this is where I need to go and I've got to be here for this call or if you book all of your calls in within a three or four day window, whatever it is, and you stay in a nicer hotel that's got better yeah. Wi-Fi connection and then you can kind of go out and roam. So it's kind of about finding that balance. Obviously, you've got to make sure that you're bringing with you like what you need. So because my partner and I are going to be doing a lot of traveling coming up, I've almost like adjusted slightly my tech stuff because I'm used to having an office with like a sit stand desk and I've just upgraded my laptop to the 16 inch screen because I'm not going to have my big second screen to work with. So that's where I was like, okay, hey, it's time. Let's, inv- let's invest in a bigger screen. I don't have to worry about a second screen. I got one with more memory, so I don't have to worry about the external hard drive and stuff like that. It, it really is business dependent, but if you can kind of sit down and say, what do I need? What absolutely needs to come with me? What's kind of a bit of a luxury? And then client-wise, how can I schedule this so it makes sense, obviously, for me and still getting to travel, but then my clients aren't like, what the hell are you doing? So obviously our, our clients take good money to work with yes. us. So we don't want to be letting them down and stuff like that. You're um, not sitting in the 20-bed dorm trying to take a business call. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like when you're working with business as well, do you want to travel while you're working or do you need to take a break? Mm. The East Coast, for example, I'm stepping back a bit, I'm not bringing the laptop. When I go to Canada, I'm not doing website design, just doing retainer income. Like, can you move back onto just retainer clients or do you have other keep your income coming in keep running your business but not starting a new course or running a new program or launching a new product kind of in that timeline and travel is good when you're in business as well because it's going to get you out of the office especially if you've got a creative business like myself it's gonna it's gonna give your mind a break yeah and get the juices flowing be creating 24 7 like yeah, you've got to go throw yourself into other scenarios and like actually take a break from work. So yeah. at every job, you've got holidays. Not that you've got enough if you're in like yeah. the <laughs> world or whatever. That's a whole other side topic. That's why we don't work in that. But it's good when you run your own business and like you can say, no, nope, we're going to dial it back for the next month. Yeah. Give myself a refresh and come back. And I bet you any money by the time you come back, you're going to be like, I can't wait to work. Yes, Because I've exactly. done this to myself before. When I, when I moved from the East Coast back to the West Coast, I rented a van and I drove 8,000 kilometers by my damn self in the middle of COVID. And I what took a, that a month off, pretty much solely took that month off from work. Yeah. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. And then when I got back into WA and I, I was like, I'm so excited to work. It took a month off. I just saw and like done all this. I'd yeah. never been to South Australia before. I had never been to a lot of the places. I hadn't really traveled kind of the bottom half of Australia. And I was excited to get back to work. Yeah. That's kind of cool when you're like, love my job. I got a lot of ideas up in here. Like, yeah. it's nice to have that feeling as well and give yourself kind of that break. Definitely. And I think that can work for anyone, like business owners, people working corporate, people studying, like get out there and just have a little break to yourself and yep. you know like even just connecting back with nature like that's something that I'm really passionate mm-hmm. about you know you can get out there 
getting fresh air, you know, when you're working, going to a job in a city every single day and all you're seeing is the concrete jun- jungle and then you get outside, yeah. you camped up by a river or, you know, you can afford to stay in the five-star hotel overlooking some beautiful ocean, beach, whatever. You just yeah. like, it's a whole reset, isn't it? You can come back it feeling is. so refreshed and you're alive, your body's healthy, happy, your mind is ready to go. Big believer it's in that. It's crazy what it can do for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, yeah. Chels, this has been great. I've, uh, I'm feeling a bit inspired to go and do some stuff for my own business. <laughs> okay, yes, time to jump online. <laughs> yes. This so, is what everyone says to me. They're like, they talk with me and they're just like, I want to go work now. Yes. Yeah. I'm such a little hype girl when it comes to that because it's, I love what I do. And I, I don't know, like when you, when you love it this much, yeah. I get to work and design and create and then I get to travel. And how can I not, like, this is what the, like little me used to dream of having this yep. life and now I'm here and I'm like I don't know it just lights me up and talking to other travelers and stuff like you absolutely it's just like this is why we do it now I'm like <laughs> we leave now I'm going to the east coast on Tuesday and I'm like pack to go right now yeah I'm ready uh, so if people want to find you and follow your uh, journeys because it sounds like you're gonna have a busy next year and year and a half like you've just got plan after plan i think i might even run into you over in southeast asia because we're going to go to thailand in july and hopefully bali after that so yeah we'll have to keep in touch but if others want to follow you is it just traveler by trade on instagram is that the best place yes traveler by trade is my handle on everything um so it's my website travelerbytrade.com facebook instagram pinterest tiktok um instagram and tiktok is kind of mostly where i hang out instagram is obviously the business side of things um if anyone wants to learn a bit more of like businessy stuff i do post predominantly travel stuff but there is a bit of businessy stuff in there and if there's anyone perhaps that's listening or watching that's american it's traveler with two l's yes (laughs) canadian spelling and yeah i'm always hanging out on there if anyone Want yeah. to have a chat, talk about travel, talk about business. I'm always here for it. Absolutely. And if you haven't already picked up, then Chelsea's high energy, very motivating. I reckon you'd be always up for a chat. All right, I got one final question for you. So if you were on a stage in front of the world and you had 30 seconds to tell them anything, what would you tell them? First of all, I hope that never happens because I've got mad anxiety issues when it comes to crowds and I honestly would just drop dead. (laughs) But the one thing I said always preach is I fully understand that travel is a privilege for the majority of communities and I'm not going to say that everyone needs to travel because I get that it's a privilege. But I said this to both my, all my younger siblings, any friends that I meet, go out and explore the world. Doesn't, even if it's in your own country or if it's not going that far, or if you can fly to the other side of the world, in whatever capacity that you can, get out and explore, get in nature, travel, meet different people, do it while you're as young as you can, because when you get old, you get stuck in your ways, and then you get anxiety, and all these issues come up, and life happens. So while you're young, as young as you can, or as young as you feel, just get out and explore in some capacity, because it's honestly changed my life. That first, just... 18 year old me driving to the other side of Canada. That's what kind of started all this. I saw the country. I saw how the people on the other side of my country were living. And I'm like, Ooh, let's see in that country and this continent. And it's just kind of spiraled from there. And I couldn't say it enough to everyone. Everyone needs to travel in some capacity at some point in their life. 
Alrighty, guys, that's a wrap for today's show. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you got any value from this, you learned something, or maybe you laughed just a little bit, hit the subscribe button, share it on your socials, and make sure that you tag me, Alicia Petrie. That's it from me. See you next week. Have a ripper day and get out there and get chasing.